Yes, we will have a smoke. Would you smoke like a pancake? Would you like a smoke of mine? Yes, please. You can have a smoke of mine. You know, I was thinking of a new introduction we could do for this. But okay. I'm not sure how would, how well it would go down. Go on, by me. I think we could introduce it like Road Dog and and uh, and Billy Gun, like the New Age Outlaws. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yeah, children of all ages. bitches. What do you think? Should we do it like that shit? Well, who's got to do it then? You, me or you? Um, we'll think about it. We'll do it next week. Well, whenever you record next. And when will that be, Michael, with your fancy going around a holiday and shit? Getting your hair cut all nice? Hey, this wasn't my choice. Really? So, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. Right, that's enough, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X, Proudly brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champion of the World! He's been Mike. He's been Chris. The New Age of War! The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Right, we've got cigarettes, we've seen a film, we can start. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 20 to 7 on a Friday night, I can only mean one thing. It's time for Sunday afternoon cinema. Woohoo! And this week's choice? This week's week's choice is the 2017 film The Beguiled. Um... He says, quickly going on to IMDb, and I should have I should have done this shit Amateur. before. Amateur. I know. Uh, make up some small talk. Make up some small talk. Uh, were you beguiled by this film? I've got to say, I was. Well, before we go... Actually, you know what? No, we're going to introduce the new feature that I wanted... That I thought of. Okay. So it's directed by Sofia Coppola, starring Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, and Ellen Fanning. So, El Fanning. Yes. Okay, so you've never seen this film. I had the idea, okay, let's get your initial impressions, and that's what we're going to call the, uh, call the uh, thing. The so, segments? Yes. Um, okay, so you've never seen this before, so I said watch the trailer, see what you think of the trailer, and then we'll see how it compares to the film. So, based on the trailer alone, what did you think it was about, and what did you think of it the in general? The trailer came across like it was gone with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. A combination of those two films. That's what the, the movie hinted towards. Okay. That's, that's what the trailer hinted towards. Um, yes. Carry on. And it was nothing like that at all. Okay. Um, I get the feeling you didn't like this. It's not. I, it's not. I'm not I'm, saying. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna be that kind of downbeat. <laughs> um. I would like to see how this stacks up to the to the 1971 original by Don Siegel. Well, uh, da, 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 let me log in very quickly because there is something to be said for that, uh, which is to say it was not a direct remake. It wasn't a direct remake. No, it was a adaptation from the original source novel as from well the original, as the original book. screenplay. And Sofia Coppola has said that she never wanted to base it upon. The original film, the original book, uh, the the film to begin with. Um, yeah, which is fair enough. I understand why she wanted to kind of get away from that. Mm. There are elements from the original script that made it into Sofia Coppola's screenplay, and there are elements from the book that made it into the screenplay. There are also elements that of both that didn't make it in. Um, such as references to slavery. Yes, that was one thing that was that was missed out. Um, okay, so yes, it was. If this loads up, um, so it's a period piece that was based on the original um, the original book called A Painted Devil by Thomas Cullen, which I very I really struggled 
to find any real information about it. Except that both the 2017 and the 1971 film were, were based upon it. Although, as we say, Sofia Coppola claims that her mate, her film, were, had no bearing, had took nothing rather on the original film. As you say, the slavery was removed from it. Um, I think because she it, felt it wasn't needed. I think in that case as well, what she decided was she didn't want to have a kind of a weak reference to the dark days of slavery. Yeah. Um, she didn't want to pay it just kind of a lip service. When it yes. wasn't paying any any real service to the story. No, I, I can't I don't know how it would have changed the story in any way to have had that element in it. And it is such a touchy subject to this day, which it should be. I'm not sure how it would have been any different or how it would have affected it in any real in any meaningful way, to be honest with you. No. I don't feel like I don't feel like I lost anything from it. No, um, I mean, obviously the nineteen seventy one film was going to be a product of its time, um, and it would there would have been you know things in that probably that you couldn't do today. Yes, not um, not morally anyway. Yeah, I mean, there are. I mean, it's a tough. It's as I say, it's a tough subject. Obviously. Um, there are still films that are being made to this day that touch on the subjects of racism, and it's a bit oof. I mean, I, I watched, don't know about that. Have you seen Black Klansman? Yes, actually, I watched it the other week. Uh, yes. What did you think? I thought I that was a brilliant loved movie. It. I loved it. It was brilliant. Yes, yeah. um, it was wonderfully done. But again, such as on, it's very much a film about racism and mm. modern day racism. The ending of it blew me away. Yes. Um, yep. Not to give any, away any spoilers because this isn't the film we're talking about. Although we should cover that at some point. It is a modern masterpiece mm. and fully deserves all the awards it gets. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, I was glad to see it. I actually, it was was won a few at the Baftas last mm. week. Um, just an amazing movie. I mean, Spike Lee is a film is a director that always kind of delivers quality. But in this instance, he's knocked it out of the park. And Quentin Tarantino has a very good does has a tendency to do it very well as well as as well. I mean, um, Django Unchained. Also, a little bit in a Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, yeah. Um, yeah. There really is only two proper period pieces, but when Tarantino touches on race, he he kind of feels about it. Mm. Um, oh, he doesn't hold that. He doesn't hold back. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those, you know. He still he gets black actors mm. of note to work with him. So yeah. obviously he it's done in a way that that they must feel. Yeah, okay, we'll get on board. It's a white guy that's writing all these, you know, racist references. But yeah. it's done in a way that he can kind of get away with it. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so the plot of it is uh, Martha Farnsworth went to school for girls in Virginia during the Civil War of 1840, 1864, rather. I have um, a problem with this. Okay, fair enough. We can come up in, in a minute. Um, all the, almost all the students, teachers and slaves have left. Only five students and one teacher, Edwin Morrow, remain. Uh, Edwina. While Edwina, rather, thank you. While out in the woods searching for mushrooms, Amy, a pupil, comes across John McBurney, a corporal in the Union Army, who is wounded and um, who is wounded his leg during the battle, and has since been deserted. Uh, sorry, since deserted. Uh, Amy brings him back, and they basically look after him from there on. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the basic plot. It, obviously, there's more plot to it than that, which we'll come on to in yeah. a few moments. Um, at this school, yes. All the students are different ages. Yes. So what are they teaching? Because what are you going to teach a seven-year-old in the same class as a 15-year-old? To be fair, I think it's more of a case of they haven't really got much of an option. You know, there's 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 a school there. It's going to be teaching them things. It's not... It probably wasn't really... They probably didn't think about it that much, to be honest. Yeah. Um. You know, it probably wasn't a, it probably wasn't a question... Um, I thought if they're doing like biology and sex ed, well, we only saw one aspect of what they were teaching. Yeah. So you know, teaching French and religion. Well, obviously, it's it's Christian America. It's Southern America. 
Yeah. I've got to say, I knew shameful little about the Civil War until I was, for whatever reason, reading about it on Wikipedia the week and realised what the Civil War was actually about. To I date, genuinely didn't know. To date, the only war the Americans have actually won. Mm. And it was against themselves. Because <laughs> they're fighting against themselves, yes. Yeah. Um, so for my understanding of the Civil War, it was the whole thing of the southern, the southern states wanting to keep slavery alive, the northern states not wanting, and the southerners saying, well, you're going against our freedom of speech and human rights by not allowing us to keep slaves. Which is ironic in itself. Well, yes. Well, no, it's a fact. Um, obviously, the Americans have a war, famous on two sides of the island. In the north, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And south, General Robert E. Lee. Abraham Lincoln had many, many slaves. And a very big hat. And a very big hat. Um, his vampire hunting skills are, you know, neither here nor there. Someone actually asked the question, is that based on real events? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> anyway, in the Emancipation Proclamation, one of the things that Lincoln actually wrote in, he decreed that his slaves couldn't go free until he and his wife died. Oh, that's nice of him. Now, Robert E. Lee, on the other hand, in charge of the Confederate States, owned a grand total of no slaves. Right. So, bit of a... Yeah. Don't really understand how that works. And I mean, I don't know how much of this still exists to this day in the southern states of America. In, in America, um, in the southern states particularly, it's still quite rife, mm. unfortunately. Um, Dara O'Brien wrote in a, in a book, you know, the reason that the, there's still so much racism in America compared to Britain is because in America, the, the African-Americans, in, in England, you know, if a black guy's got a Scouse accent, he's a Scouser. Yeah. If he's got, if he's got a Brummie accent, he's a Brummie. Yeah. If he's got a London accent, he's a Londoner. That's the difference, and that's why racism is so endemic in America compared to countries like Britain, because we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't call. Yeah, we don't say that, do we? No, it's it's not African with a pudding in. Yeah, or you know anything like that. It's just he's he's he he is what he is. But in America, it's still oh, you're 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 African American. You know you're Native American, um, and there's a big divide between them because of that. Because they see, obviously white Americans see themselves as Americans. Mexicans call themselves Americans because they live on the on the continent of South America. Mm. They don't call like, white Americans Americans. They call, you know they're European Americans. To, to, yeah. to them, but they don't go around saying you're a, you're you're a European American or you're a white American, do they? No, um, and so that's why there's that's why there's still the and the Mexican American as well. You know. There's actually a, a song by um, Cheech and Chong about Mexican Americans. Uh, sorry, well, I think it was mostly Cheech. And there was a tag team in TNA called Mex America. And there were also the Mexicals. Yeah, I very remember the Mexicals actually. Yeah. 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 Anyway, back to the film. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Okay, so let's cover the uh, let's cover a bit of the cast um, before we before we get into thoughts about this. So we once again see the return of Colin Farrell. Who we Colin Farrell, you will pronounce this properly. <laughs> who we recently saw in the Killing of the Sacred Deer. Yes. In a very different role. Yes. For one thing, his character in Killing of the Sacred Deer probably could have helped him. Probably not. No. No. You don't reckon he would have been able to fix his own leg? He wouldn't have been born. Well, yeah. I mean, you, if you're going to throw a spanner in the works... <laughs> I mean, it's a big one, I'll grant you, but if you're going to throw a spanner in the works... Uh, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's not like farting, by the way. That's the chair. Um, I'm on board would definitely have helped. Yeah. Um, I loved his character in this. 
I really enjoyed him. I thought he was an utter bastard, but I thought he was I thought he was fantastic. He, as being he was a thoroughly unlikable character. See, I disagree. I don't think he was unlikable. He, well, he wasn't unlikable. He just wasn't likable. He was just, he was thrown into a situation that he was never going to come out of being particularly right. good, um, and was just trying to make the best of it. Basically, he was trying to shag everything that moves. Well, only the three main females. Yeah. Well, the three main females of childbearing age. Yes. What's the problem? (sighs) (laughs) Now, I honestly liked him in this, and I felt that he was just in a bad situation, and he was never going to come out of it, probably in any way good, basically. No, it wasn't going to happen. It was never on the cards. No. Um... Sorry, I'm just making sure the sound it sounds okay. It sounds yeah, it sounds alright. Yeah, you didn't, do, I didn't that do that before. No, I didn't. Um, okay, so yeah, so you didn't like him then? I, I'm not saying I didn't like him. I'm just saying he wasn't very likable. As okay, no, I can you see know, that. By modern by modern standards, yeah, you know, he's the kind of it's a throwback, if you will. Mm. Um, you know, kind of. Bit of a misogynist, um, oh, I say it be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Although saying that, in many in many ways, very much a Colin Farrell character. Yes. Um, cause what's we, the what's the best role you've seen Colin Farrell in? Said it right that time. Um, Seven Psychopaths. You know, I've still never seen Seven Psychopaths, and need to watch it. It's either Seven Psychopaths or, um. In Bruges. in Bruges. He's brilliant in, in Bruges. He's fan- fantastic in that film. And I honestly love that. We've got to do that at some point. I think we should do in Bruges. I'm sure we'll get it on DVD, in fact. Yeah. Um, it's yes. Just, it's one of my favourite sort of, It's one of my favourite films uh, to watch. And just endlessly entertaining. Um, there's another film that he's done. And I always forget the title of it. So I just want to try and find it. Because if you've never seen it, it really is worth watching. And no, it's not Minority Report. Uh, da, 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 da. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it gone? It's here somewhere. It's here somewhere. Intermission. It was really good in Intermission. Um, We've done phone booth, haven't we? No, we haven't. I'm sure we have. Did we do phone booth? I'm sure we have. We'll have to look it up later. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure I we have. I feel like we have, but I don't, I'm not convinced... That yeah, we probably should. We should do Daredevil. And you don't want to want and you don't want to want Entourage. Um, <laughs> let's let's have a quick look at his his career. What do you think of him as an actor in general? You've already said that you loved him in Southland Tigerfast and you liked him in Breach. What else did you like him in? Because he's been in a lot of good he stuff. He has been in a lot of good films. Let's let's uh, start from the very beginning and we can see shout out if you see something that you've seen him in that you thought he was really good in. No, 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 no. Valikus Angel. Valikus Angel. I've never, never seen it. it. <laughs> I've never no. seen it. Minority Report. What a waste of fucking time. That wasn't a bad film. It was shit. I've it was it. so terrible. I mean, I've seen worse, but that was fucking. Hor- I mean, I Robot, for example. That was worse. I'll no, give you that it much. Wasn't. Yeah, it was. I Robot was a piece that of had shit. Alan Tudyk in it. So. So any film with Alan Tudyk in it is automatically awesome. Okay. Um, obviously, Phone Booth, as you've already mentioned, yep. which I thought was fantastic. The Recruit was a good film. The Recruit was actually very good. Was that the one with Al Pacino in it? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Al Pacino. What an actor. Uh, Although you two get the feeling that when he's making the films he's making in like the last ten years, it's because he wants a bigger house. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, how big is the truck? I've got a sex bill to pay. Yeah. Although, have you seen Al Pacino in... Oh, uh, God. Oh, God, it's got Matthew McConaughey in it. I should know it's this. Matthew? Matthew McConaughey in it. He's play, he's plays a, he plays a, a football player. Any Given Sunday? No, it's not Any Given Sunday, but it's similar. Um. um oh, Christ, I should know this. Hang on. Let's see. Yeah. We'll edit this bit later. Yeah, um, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying again. Oh, God. 
Oh. What is it called? It's not Servico. Um, <laughs> two for the money. Oh, that was it. Two for the money. Are you sure, Matthew McConaughey was in that. Yes, he was. I thought it wasn't Woody Harrelson. I think he might have been it, but Matthew McConaughey was the lead actor in it. Two for the money. Where is he? Here we go. He played Walter. Yeah, Al Pacino played Walter. Matty McSee. Armand Asante was in it. It's actually not a bad film. It's fluff. Ralph Garman. But it's actually not a bad film. Ralph Garman. (laughs) It's it's unusual to see him in a a serious role. Oh, it's not that serious. Don't get me wrong, it's not that serious. Anyway, back to Mr. Mr. Farrell. Uh, What else Uh, have you seen? The Amazing (laughs) Man. The Amazing. Sorry, Daredevil. Uh, okay. Uh, Alexander, I've never seen. Never seen it either. Of course, Intermission, which I already mentioned. SWAT, Miami I've never Vice seen. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Uh, I liked him in Scrubs. He was funny in Scrubs for that one episode. Yeah. Uh, I to that one. Uh, in Bruges, as we said, already very good. The Imaginarium with Dr. Parnassus. I'm sure I've seen The Way Back, but I don't remember much about it. Have you seen Dr. Parnassus? No, I can't say I have. Oh, it was it was Heath Ledger's final role. Right, okay. Um, Hang on, I thought his last role was The Joker. No. Because everyone creams themselves over The Joker. Well, I mean, he was an amazing Joker. Well, he was. But this was the film that Terry Gilliam started making, mm. and he died part way through the production. Right. So rather than kind of go back and reshoot everything, what he did... The character he played, because he was set in different fantasy worlds, he just got different actors in. Oh. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Parnassus was Heath Ledger's character. So, Colin Farrell played a version of, oh, of, okay. of his character. Fair enough. So, it was, it was interesting to watch. I can, um, very much a Terry Gilliam film. I completely forgot he was in Horrible Bosses. Uh, I've never seen Horrible Bosses is amazing. Uh, I've never seen Total Recall. So is Total Recall. Even though it's... <laughs> I don't I'm, care. I'm, I, I don't care about watching it or the original. I'm, I do not give a shit. I'm conflicted about Total Recall. Right? Because I love the original. Now, Total Recall, the one with Colin Farrell, sticks closest to the original source novel. However, it completely fucking ruins it. I, I, I literally have no interest in watching either. In the same way that I've got no interest in watching Blade Runner. I know these are seminal films, but that's not enough for me to think I need to watch them. Um, Seven Psychopaths. Seven Psychopaths. I like Saving Mr. Banks, actually. It was quite a good film. I've never seen it. Uh, The Lobster, which I think we've seen, haven't we? Um, Solace, I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. I've not seen Fantastic Beasts. Uh, Killing of of a Sacred Deer, rather, which we both loved him in. Um, The Beguiled, obviously. And that's That's about it. it. He's in the new Dumbo. Yes. War pigs, what's that? That sounds interesting. A team of ex-Special Forces soldiers go undercover as drug dealers to avenge the murder. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Okay, you're not, interested. you're not interested in that. Okay, fair enough. So Mel Gibson's in it, though. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Braveheart. Um, okay, so Colin Farrell. With Sh- Far- Farrell, Farrell, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, uh, Nicole Kidman. What did we think of Nicole Kidman in this? She's a stone cold bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I but... don't think she was a bitch, but carry on. Tell me why. She chopped off his leg. Yeah, because it was broken. What was she going to do? Spoilers. <laughs> she just she came across as a bit of a, a cold hearted woman. I think she kind of had to be. In the role that she was playing. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is not a slight against Nicole Kidman because I think she's a fantastic actress. You did like her in Killing of a Sacred Deer. I like her in most roles. I like her in Far and Away, for fuck's sake. So <laughs> that, says, that says all you need to know about how, I'm, how much I like Nicole Kidman. Hmm. Um, and I was willing to watch that movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree. She probably... She was not the most likeable character. But then again, I get the feeling that no one in this is particularly likeable. No, God, no. Um, no one comes out of this looking good. But I, I felt that Kirsten she... Dunst, 
kind of... Well, we'll come into her in a second. But I get the feeling that she was just a woman who was trying to do her best in very bad circumstances. Yeah. And I don't, like... And I don't necessarily blame her for that. I mean, she... Yeah, but she very easily led. Mm. I'd say, this character... She very, she very quickly agrees at the at the end she very c- quickly agrees to that rather diabolical <laughs> plan. It's not even like let's get this a second thought. Yeah, let's not even consider this. Let's just let's do, do it. it. Fuck yeah, do it. Kill a bastard. What, yeah. what, did, you, what did you think of her character in comparison to Killing Sacred Deer? Um, Killing Sacred Deer, obviously completely different beast. Yeah. Um, so I would still love you to watch that again because. <sighs> I know you didn't enjoy it, but I still think there's a lot of good about it. I'll give this, I'll give the favourites a go. Oh yes, hang on, she's not in there. What are you on about? It's it's the same director. Okay, yes, I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, you always want Yes, it yeah. was. Yes, yeah. sorry. So, yeah, I'm willing to give that a go. Well, he liked if, him, he liked his work in the Lobster. Uh, sort same of. Same director. I know, sort of. Um, I wasn't overly enamored with this with the lobster. It was too surreal. Oh, you want surreal? Oh, Jesus Christ! I need to show you his first work. Have we seen Dogtooth? I've still got the DVD. Oh, good. At least I know where it is now. I forgot. I'm meant to see that. Now that is fucking surreal. Right. But yes, um, the favorite was very good. There's lobster racing. <laughs> Olivia Colman's fantastic in that. Again. Give me two lobsters and then we'll race them and then we'll eat them. Ah! Fucking oh, Olivia yeah. Coleman, um, she deserved that. And Rachel Weiss, who is Rachel Weiss. Oh, uh, she's just 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 an attractive woman. Yes, how she, she is. How she's married to that Sid James Wilhite, I don't know. <laughs> Who's she married to? Daniel Craig. Oh right, okay. Well, no, I can see why. To be no. fair, he's quite an attractive man. He looks like Sid James. I think you're being a bit harsh. I think if you look at him and next put a picture of Sir James next to him. <laughs> right. What's what's Nicole done that we liked? Okay. Um, shout out if you see anything uh, that you particularly I've, want to. I I really want to see BMX bandits. You want to see BMX bandits? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I've seen I, I've seen clips of it on like the Graham Norton show when he brings it out to embarrass her. Um, but that's it. I've never seen Days of Thunder, but I've heard a lot about it. Is that uh, the car racing one? Yeah. I thought so. So, De- Dead Calm was the first kind of breakout role, I think. Okay. Um, the guy from Jurassic... Um, Sam Neill. Oh, right, okay. He's in that. Uh, kind of a... Did you look at young boys in a strange way in that as well? No. Good. Um, what else has she been in? Batman Forever... Far and away, previously mentioned, uh, Batman Forever. Yes, she plays Doctor Chase Meridian. Oh, fucking, fucking Moulin Rouge! Moulin Rouge can suck my dick. So can Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut was good. One of the few Stanley Kubrick films I actually like. That says all I need to know. Although I hated two thousand and one. God awful film. Really terrible. That's 18 years in the past now. Um, oh, she played a bit part in... She was only a voice uncredited in Panic Room. I didn't know she was in Panic Room. That's a bit room. strange. Well, as, she, as I say, she was literally a voice and was uncredited. That's very strange that she'd be in that for virtually nothing. Stephen's wife was fucking terrible. The interpreter was terrible. Yeah. Um, bewitched. Wasn't bad. Yeah. Australia. I still need to see that. She was in Happy Feet. Holy shit. <laughs> um, um, oh, she was in Paddington. Of course. Stoker. What's Stoker? It's hard to describe, but I think you'd enjoy it. Oh, she was good in Lion. I really liked her in Lion, got to say. I've not seen that. I uh, really liked her in The Killing of Sacred Deer. Obviously liked her in The Beguiled. She, oh, yeah, she was in The Upside. Of course she was. Um, Aquaman. <laughs> Ooh, she was in Boy Erased. Planning on seeing that this this weekend, actually. Aquaman! <laughs> With Vincent Chase. Who? From uh, from Entourage. Fucking Entourage. <laughs> I'm going to make 
you watch it, and then we're going to review it. Because Entourage is brilliant. You do that, I'm going to start a, 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 a homage show to Brookside in revenge. I've got no problem with Brookside. I have. Well, well there you go. So you'll be punishing yourself. Anyway. Um, dwarf. I'd be happy to do a Red Dwarf. I'd be more than happy to do an episode of... I'd, I'd be more than happy to do Red Dwarf. Why wouldn't you think I'd like Red Dwarf? I don't know. Because you don't like the things I generally like. I'd like to think we've got certain things in common. Certain things, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, anyway. Kirsten Dunst, who played Edwina. Spider-Kiss. Beautiful name. Sorry? Spider-Kiss. What? Oh, right, yes. Um... She hangs upside down. No, he, he hangs, hangs upside, upside down, down because he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, terrible film. Fucking hate Spider-Man. It wasn't as bad as Spider-Man 3. I don't like them in general, but you know my opinion on these films in general. Um, okay, again, what do you think of her in general? Before we carry on, what do you think? Of, what did you think of her in this film? Did you like her in the film? I did. I did. Why are you doing a Jamaican accent? It's meant to be Irish. <laughs> So why did you like her in the film? Tell me about the film. Oh god, that's terrible. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, what you should do? Because I actually know someone who is Irish who listens to the podcast, so I should really stop doing that. And my parents <laughs> were both Irish. The majority of my family is Irish. <laughs> You're insulting my entire. I'm insulting your entire breadline. Breadline? No. no, that's not it. Bloodline. It? Bloodline. That's it. What's a breadline? Where have I even got that from? Have you been smoking the wacky backy? I'm just very tired. Um, bread line. That means like you're, you're. Definition of bread line: the poorest condition in which it's acceptable to live or cute. Oh right, okay, that's a bit harsh actually. Yeah, I do apologise. <laughs> I should really work out what words mean before I say them. Should you? You really should. <laughs> Buy me a dictionary for my for my birthday. <laughs> And then I can have it with me. And when I'm about to say a word, I'll look it up. 36. <laughs> that doesn't mean so I know all the words. Oh, I suppose you know all the words, don't you? I do know all the words. Yes. You didn't know what that meant, did you? No. What, failed. Breadline. Bread I said it two seconds ago, Christ. Yes, I know what breadline means. Without looking... No, you, well, you're going to say that, aren't you? Because I've just read out the definition. Oh, but I knew what it meant before that. Oh, that's handy, isn't living it? Living on oh, the how handy is it that you knew what it was after I read the definition? Anyway, where were we? Kirsten Dunst got kissed by Spider-Man hung upside down. Um, oh, shit. She was... She did, the Vazis. She did the, uh, the English voice for Kiki's Delivery Service. But then again, I've seen. I've never seen the English version. I've only ever seen the Japanese version. Um... She was in Star Trekers. Never seen Star Trek. Never interested in watching it. Little Women. I've heard that's a very good book. Never read it, so I couldn't say. Yeah. Jumanji. What? Oh, yes. As Judy Shepard. Did you see the remake? Or the sequel? With The Rock? I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. I'm not interested in such a Touch by an Angel. That sounds dodgy. Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, but not the actual interview. Not the film, though, is it? Yes. Oh, is that the actual film? That was her breakout role. Oh, okay. Fair she enough. kissed Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, that was dodgy. Yeah, that was uh, very dodgy. She was in ER for a while. Don't remember him being ER. in ER. 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 Um, what else was she in? Da, da, da. Small Soldiers. That was a bag of wank. Fifteen and pregnant. That sounds like a Jeremy Kyle show episode. Oh, Small Soldiers. Virgin Suicides. Beautiful in Virgin Suicides. Have you seen that? Yeah, years ago. Wonderful film. We, we should watch Small that. Small Soldiers. Film. Okay. Uh, she was in. She was in a Savage Garden video. Dick. Dick. She had dick. I just, I just like watching RoboCop just because, just when anyone gets out, like Dick, and I just shouts it. <laughs> uh, she was in Bring It On. That was terrible. I'm glad you agree. She was in Get Over It. That was terrible. Um. She was in Spider-Man, as we already said. Ooh, she was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But Completely she forgot she was in that. But she then was. again, the main actress that you really focus on in that is... Kate uh, Winslet. Sorry. Kate Winslet. Yes, thank you. Um, I don't really remember her being in that. She was she was kind of a pretty full character. But I, I watched it a few months ago. Yeah. Um, and greatly enjoyed it. 
Um, she was in Elizabeth Town. And if you want to know how good Elizabeth Town was, just Google Mark Mode Elizabeth Town. And he goes on for a 15-minute rant about how much he hates the film. It's probably one of the best reviews he's ever done in the entire series of that show with Simon Mayo. Um, it's very funny. I've never seen Mario. Oh, God! terrible film. Oh, fuck! Uh, There's a good one. What's that? How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. Didn't they have Simon Pegg in it? It did. It also had Jeff Bridges in it. Why should I know Jeff Bridges? The Big Lebowski? The dude? No. Oh, he was in Jobs. He was in Steve Jobs. That's it. Was he? Wasn't he in Twister? No. No. That's Bill Paxton you're thinking of. Oh. Jeff Bridges. Let me look at what Jeff Bridges has been in. Uh, oh, it's got Megan Fox in it. Are you sure Jeff Brooks is in this? I'm sure Jeff Bridges is in it. Oh, and James fucking goes to, Corden's goes to in it. all cast. Oh, yeah, all cast. That might help. Well, full cast, actually. Um, who's got you the announce it? I completely forgot about that. Ah, Jeff Bridges. There we go. Right, what's he been in? Because I know Tron. And obviously he's been in... Oh, that's right. Hang on. Was he in... But Yes, he was in Bad Times at El Royale. That's why I know his name. And he was in that god-awful Kingsman and the Golden Circle as well. Oh, that was a great film. It was fucking horrible. He was in R.I.P.D. Yeah. Um... K-Pax. Who was in The Vanishing? I forgot about that, actually. Uh, the Fisher King? I'm not... No, I must be getting him confused with someone else. Clearly, because you do this constantly. Well, yeah. Um, okay, what else has she been in? Yes, we're going back to Kirsten Dunst. Beastie Boys! <laughs> R.E.M. Touch of Evil. Anchorman 2. Never seen what the What upsets me about that is that there's what? a... There is a Kirsten Dunst version of that video. What are you getting what upset is the, about? What is the other video? What oh, right, version? I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, just, just, to, just to explain what we're on about. So it's called R.E.M. We all go back where we belong. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst version. I want to find that on YouTube now. Yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm going to have to. And command to. She was in one episode of Portlandia. Never really watched that all the way through. Never watched it at all. Ooh, she was in Hidden Figures. Of course she was. She was very good she in that as well. Fargo. I still need to watch that series. So I've heard it's very good. Black Mirror. Um, Drunk History. Drunk History is great. As Agatha Christie. Yeah. Drunk... Yeah. Okay. So, overall, I don't mind her. I've got to say. No. I quite like her. And in this, nice she character. was... Yeah, she was, one of the, she was one of the few decent characters in the whole film, to be fair. Um, okay, and finally, because honestly, I don't have a lot more to say about... Because they were so young, you can't really say much about them. Um, so the final one is... Elfang. There we go. What did you think of her? Um, God, she was a hussy. She was. Child. How old do you reckon she was meant to be in this? I'd say about 15, 16. I re- yeah, I thought the same thing. I mean, going off her age, she's only 21 now. She's not she's that not... old, to be fair. Yeah, so, you know, we're going back two years, she was 19 then. Yeah. So, I reckon she was playing kind of mid-teens. So, he was a bit of a dirty bastard then, really, wasn't he? Yeah. Um... I mean, to be fair... Well, no, actually, no, that sounds horrible. I'm not going to say no, that. Don't, don't. No, no, I'm not going to say to be fair at all. But <laughs> she does come on to him in she quite does. a big way. She does. Which, um... can you blame her for that? To be fair, in her defence... Because he is Colin Farrell. And, she's, and he's probably the only male figure she's ever really known, apart from her own father. That's not an excuse. Just gonna. No, just not gonna from his out, perspective. Just gonna put it out there, though. That's not an excuse for her. Well, oh, no. You're the, you're the second man I've known. I'm gonna, therefore, <laughs> and I you're kind of hot! I must throw myself in your general direction. Yeah, it's all a bit dirty, isn't it? It's all a bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What else has she? What's the, what's she been in that we both like? Um, I'm assuming she's gonna have a much shorter. Well, that being said, she, no, actually, she's done quite a lot. Uh, let's see what we recognise. Uh, again, um, tell me to stop if you see anything. Um, bum, 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 bum. Oh, God, Daddy JK. Oh, God, she was in My, uh, my Neighbour Torito. Forgot about that. Um, my Neighbour Totoro. T- yeah, that too. Um, you ever seen that? No. Would recommend it. It's very good. Deja, Deja Vu, Vu, I seem to remember. <laughs> I seem to remember seeing Deja Vu. That wasn't yeah. even a Cooper Bear joke. Um, what else? It's Babel. 
<laughs> Get it right. You're, if you call it Babel, I'm going to call him Pharrell. Okay, Babel. Thank you. You're not American. Um, surely, surely Babel is more of an American pronunciation. It's not Babel. It's not Babel. It's Babel. Um, what else has she been in? Uh, Look, like a player called Ryan Babel. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, that's it. Yes, that was what I saw him before this. Uh, loved her in 20th Century Women. Not she was absolutely fantastic in 20th Century Women. Derek really didn't like it. Ooh, but actually, Mary Shelley. That sounds interesting. Maleficent. I've seen uh, Maleficent. That, is that any good? Yeah. I mean, I've heard a bit about it, but I've never actually seen it. It's, uh... Is it Snow White? Basically, it's Snow White from the witch's perspective. Right. Played by Angelina Jolie, if I remember rightly. Yes. Um, yeah. What a woman. <laughs> Is she still married to Brad Pitt? No. Right. That all got very complicated, didn't it? Very quickly, yeah. Yeah. Because he was like a year after he married. Was that, didn't he cheat on Jennifer Aniston with her? Yeah, I've never forgiven for that. <laughs> and she's since gone married and divorced as well. Didn't she marry Billy Bob Thornton? No, that's Angelina Jolie. Oh. She was married to Billy Bob first, and then she, then then she, she left Billy Bob, then and then she, she married Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Right. But Jennifer Aniston married uh, Justin Theroux. Oh. It was Louis Theroux's cousin. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to ask that, and then I thought, no, that's a joke. No, it's it's generally his cousin. You know what? Good for her. And they've since divorced. Oh, well, not good for her then. Yeah. Who was your favourite Friends cast member? Her, of course. Really? Yeah. I mean, I liked her in Office Space, but really, she wasn't Hulk, that much of an actual She's great in Horrible Bosses. I tell you who I like. I would, I would like her as my boss. I tell you, I loved Matt LeBlanc. Um, in oh god extras no but it's similar to that episodes um, yeah episodes yeah yeah it was I actually fucking did brilliant like that. Um, one of the best series that BBC have produced in a very long time in my he's opinion. actually been the best thing about the new Top Gear he was the best thing in Top Gear to be fair um, even if he stole the slip from Shane McMahon yeah um, they're going to have a fight one day you just know it it's not going to happen. No, it's probably not, actually. No. <laughs> right, as I say, we're not going to bother with the other character mem- cast members because I don't know <laughs> about them. And, and honestly, I, d- I don't have an awful lot about saying them because they were very small characters, to be fair. There is one thing to say. Do um, tell. Anguri Rice, who plays Jane. Okay. A young actress. She actually got quite scared of Colin Farrell. I'm not surprised. At times, because obviously some of the dark scenes... Mm. Um, and I'm going to find because the, there was a conversation that he had, and she she had to think about that to kind of bring to remind herself that he's not this character. Mm. Um, okay. So I'm just going to find the reference. That's cool. Um, Say something again. Something again. I really hope this is actually coming out because it looks like the volume's actually really low. I'm just going to pause the podcast for a second. Okay, okay. So did you find the thing you were looking for? Just going to find it now. Ah, here we go. Ooh, factoid. Says Angori Rice was legitimately afraid of Colin Farrell during his dark scenes. The only way she could snap out of it was recalling a conversation he had with her about granola bars. Oh, okay. I mean, he was quite terrifying, to be fair. Yeah, he was times, brilliant. Yeah. But he was terrifying. Um, yeah, the, he's not not a nice character, as I said before. Mm. Um, but bit of a, a, a twist in here. Obviously, the original role was played by Clint Eastwood. Yes. Now, Clint Eastwood and Colin Farrell were both born on the 31st of May. Obviously, different years. Clearly. 
It also says, uh, if I can find it, where is it? Uh, somewhere here. Ah, there were 47 years between the original version being made and the re and this one being made. Okay. And Clint Eastwood was 47 years older oh. than Colin Farrell. And if we add four and seven together, we get 13. No, we don't. We don't. No, if you have four and seven together, you get 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start again. So if we add four and seven together, <laughs> we get 11. And how many seasons are there in the oh, year? Yeah, another two on that. And how many seasons are there in the are there in the year? Four. There's a. <laughs> how many months are there in the year? Twelve. Exactly. And how many months did we see in this film? We saw eleven months. And how many letters are there in the word month? There's five. And if you add 5 to 11, you get 16. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> My birthday is on the 16th. Yeah, you see? You see? <laughs> That's what I was getting to. <laughs> That's exactly what, I, what my point was. Well done, me. Well done, me. Yes, um... Bones what were we points. talking about? Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got no idea. Clint Eastwood, yes. Uh, okay, so, yes, let's get down to the brass tarts here. You didn't seem overly taken with this film, I'm not going to lie. I've got to say, on second watching, it didn't transfix me as much as the original watching. But I still enjoyed it. I still was thought the it was a good film. In cinema? It was, to be fair. And obviously that has an impact. Yeah, um... I have noticed there is a difference in even when I watch a film in the cinema compared to when I watch it at home. Yeah, you know, kind of. I you do focus a lot, e a lot more easily, obviously, because you've got no choice. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and that's you know it's, that's regardless of the film. Yeah, um, for me. Yeah, um, I mean, one of the things, uh, one of the reasons I love going to the cinema so much, um, aside from obviously watching films. Is it's just nice to have two hours of complete disconnect from the world. Yeah, I do. I obviously I'll go to the cinema with someone, but my preference is just to sit there on my own. Same. I don't understand why people go to the cinema together. What are you going to do? You're just going to sit next to them. You're not going to talk. I've never understood why people go to the cinema on dates. No. Um, I'm saying that though. A few years ago, I did take someone to the cinema uh, because I had a two-for-one voucher for Odeon. You romantic, you. Uh, to see Deadpool. I've got a two-for-one! Which lady wants to come with me? I've got a two-for-one! Fuck you. That's £10 a ticket. It's still not a cheap night. Did you buy a popcorn? Yeah. That's all right, then. I'll pay for the tickets. Yeah, but you only pay for one of them. Excuse me. It was two for Excuse one. Excuse me. If you if you buy one get one free, you're still buying two. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. You're buying one and then you get the other one. I could have kept the other one for myself. I just gone twice. <laughs> they, probably wouldn't, they probably wouldn't have allowed that. There's probably something in the terms and conditions. Anyway, oh, yeah. So I do prefer I do prefer going to the cinema alone. Although it was um. It was quite funny. Um, a few months ago, um, me and Derek went up to Carlisle to meet Mike Cameron. Oh yeah. Because um, we we wanted to watch Ant Man versus the Wasp, but Lay wanted to. I, I, that just makes me one. think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Indeed. Um, and we said to Cameron before we went, like me and Derek don't sit next to each other. Just for the record, we we have very specific seats in the cinema that where we where we sit basically. Yeah. And we walked in, and me and Derek just completely split up. Yeah. And I just remember Cameron was like, you're really not sitting next to each other. It's like, nope, we really don't sit next no. to each other. I don't, I don't see the point. Because if you've got 
Where's your favourite seat in the cinema? Usually, row F, seat fifteen, as far to the as far to the left to the entrance as possible. So you can have so, we sort of near, nearest to the wall. Yeah, as near to the wall and as near to the exit as possible, about halfway up. So, my preference is at the back. Right. Right. See, that's a bit too far back for me. Well, I so, don't want to stray towards the, back. So, I mean, I will go a couple of rows down. Yeah. But towards the back. And round up in the middle, so you've got the just the, an uninterrupted view mm. of the screen. You're not having to kind of train your neck or anything. Although I tell you, I had to um, when I went to see Halloween um, last year. I got I, I had to. We'll get into that at some point. But anyway, the point of the story um, was I got into the screening very late, and honestly, I didn't think I had a problem, but I struggled to get a seat, um, and I had to sit on the front row. I was like three rows back from the screen. Yeah. And it was painful. It was like, why do people sit on the front row of choice? No, because you just like that. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I found it incredibly distracting. <coughs> and having to sit in the middle of people very very annoying as well. I find people in general very annoying. Well, so. obviously, yeah. Um, that goes without saying. But anyway, back to the film. Back to the okay, film. so you didn't seem over. You didn't seem overly taken with the it's film. I don't want to say it's a film I'd watch again. Oh really? Yeah. I think that's the first one I've shown you that you'd actually watch it again. No, you've shown me off a of, well, off a of space clue. Yeah, that was my seen, pick. yeah, but you'd seen Clue already, and I'm sure, and I'd be amazed if you haven't seen Office Space. I haven't seen before. Office Space. I mean, a film that, that, was, that never, was the entire reason I wanted I to. I mean, do a it. film that I've you've never seen before, and I've shown you that I've shown you completely blind. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm quite pleased that you would actually be willing to watch it again because honestly, I thought you were bored. No, no. <clears throat> if I'm bored, um, I I was making references throughout the film. You know, just little jokey references. Yeah. I won't make any of those references if I'm bored. Right. I'll okay. just completely tune out and go. Yeah. Wake me up when it's over. Mm-hmm. So, I was paying, you know, maybe not paying as much attention to because it's a quiet film. It is. It, it is a quiet film. And to be fair, there's not an awful lot going on. I mean, yeah. I still think it's. I still think it works in its favour. I, I think the fact that there's very little going on works in its favour because it, it's. It's so claustrophobic in the house. The 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 shots that Sofia Coppola chooses are absolutely stunning. The cinematography in this film absolutely blew me away. Yeah, I think the acting is wonderful. In this, I think the script is very tight. And whilst it didn't use an awful lot of music, the music was effective for what it was used. Yeah, because um, it, it came across as a bit creepy. The music. Oh, incredibly creepy. Yeah. Yeah, and also I, I and I always remember I remember thinking this is the first time I watched it as well. Um, the scene where she says, "Oh, play some music," and they all gather around the uh, the piano, and the young ladies are like, "Oh, hello, hello," and the um, and the El Fanning character is like, "Hello, Sailor." <laughs> she really was like that. Ask back tits up. Oh yeah, it's like, "Come and have me, young man." Well, not young man, old man. Yeah, she really did come across Ravish like me. That. And her neckline. My God, her neckline. Too much neckline. Too much neckline. Yeah. For losing. Yeah. I mean, at least Kirsten Dunst was old enough. At least Kirsten Dunst was old enough to show off a neckline. You know, she could at least show off her shoulders. She was modest. She was modest, to be fair. Yeah. She didn't have any ruffles. No ruffles. Kirsten Um, Dunst reckons her character up until the scene where the outset was a virgin. Up until that point. As in the character? The character. Well, yeah, I can quite believe that. Not Kirsten Dunst. Well, I don't. No, I can, I can quite believe that was the case. She had because, because, again, these women, I don't know what age she went into that school, but I imagine, because Being of the time... Most of life. Yeah, I, I would imagine, because she even says, I want to escape. I want to get out of here. Um, I don't imagine she's had much of a life before this. No, God, no. Um, you know, I think the only person who's had, it, who's had, it, had any real life experience... Um, was Miss Martha and do you think how much jealousy do you think was in her her mindset um, over in, him choosing the younger girls I think there was, prob- there was probably a degree of that um, and I think where he said you know you've chopped off my leg because I wouldn't go into your room last night 
it was definitely an element of that in there for me. Mm. Um, yeah, fair enough. He broke his leg, and this was, you know, colonial times. But it's a broken leg. You'd think you could do something about that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, given that she managed to save his leg from being shot, you'd yeah. think that being shot would be a more fatal wound than a broken leg. He's not a fucking resource. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the amputation for me was a bit kind of over the top. At least he didn't do it in the way that Kathy Bates did it. Kathy Bates? It's all misery. Yeah. She didn't She didn't cut anyone's legs off in that. Oh, well, she did in the book. No. Yeah, in the book she no. sawed it off. No. Yeah. No, she hobbled them. Well, she basically did that in the film. What's hobbling then if it's not cutting his foot off? Hobbling is when you put like a block between someone's feet. Yeah, she did that in the film. Yeah, that's what she did. Yeah, she but in the book, off his legs. in the book, she cut off his foot. No, she didn't. She did. I'm sure of it. No, she broke his foot with the sledgehammer. No, in the film, yes. And in the books. No, I'm sure it's different in the film. In the book, uh, misery differences. Let's see if you can do anything. Ah, here we go. Difference between book and film. Uh, ooh, Rob Reiner. I forgot he directed that, actually. Okay. <laughs> and he cuts off his foot with an axe. Ooh, Jesus Christ, with an axe. Ooh, that's horrible. Yeah. Why would you cut someone's foot off with an axe? That's just horrible. And as you say, she breaks his foot with a sledgehammer. Well, it's more of his ankles, not so much his feet. It was his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! I've just got that image now of his foot going like that. Yeah. Oh Christ. Um. Good film. We should cover that at some stage. Um. Considering you're not a Stephen King fan, that amazes me. I didn't say I don't like his stories. I just don't like his style of writing. He can't write. Clearly, he can. He can come up with good stories, but that doesn't mean you're a good writer. You can shake it at me all you want, but you know I'm right. No. You think you're right? I know you're not. I see. Oh, and pulling up your zipper. Oh, dear. <laughs> pulling up and down your zipper's going to convince me. Is that right? I should point out, by the way, folks, he's talking about my hoodie. I'm not undoing my trousers. They're actually a button fly. Just for the record. Um, right. Okay, overall then, did you think this was a good film? How much did you enjoy it? Would you recommend it to other people? Yes, I would recommend it. Oh, good. Um, I'd like to watch the original version. You see, I'm not sure I'm that interested in watching the original version. Mm. Well, sorry, the version that was based on the book yeah. initially. Yes. Because I has it because I still don't think this is a remake. It's not a remake. It's not a remake at all. Um, and Sophia Coppola's gone to pain to explain that she's bases. There are elements of both the original script and the original book yeah. in her film, but she's very much re a reimagining is what it is. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, it's, so it's not a direct shot for shot. It's not. It's not Gus Van Sant's Psycho. See, I didn't mind that. I've got to say, I, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's in any way as good as the original Psycho. But I didn't think it was terrible. Really? Although I'll give you this much. The shot-for-shot the, the shot remake of Funny Games was not nearly on par with the original either. Yeah. Um, it just, I think it wasn't you, terrible. It just wasn't good. It just I wasn't think as good. if you do a shot-for-shot shot remake, it's... It's never going to be as good. Yeah, and the remake, and also, although that being said, I didn't dislike the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Or indeed the remake of um, Straw Dogs. That's, that's a film that still upsets me. The, I'm the, not surprised, it's meant the, to. The original bit, I... Dustin Hoffman, wasn't it? Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, and Susan George. To date... It is the only film I've ever taken back for a refund. Right. Ever. I did that once, but for very different reasons. Although a different film entirely. What film was it? 
It was the one with Katie Holmes when she gets her tits out. Now it was now. The uh, the gift. That was it. Oh god, it's was that about or something? It was about a Ouija board or something. It was. Let's find it because it was fucking dreadful. And I do seem to remember taking it back to game and saying this was terrible. Give me my money back, please. Uh, the gift. No, that's different. With Kate Blanchett and Katie Holmes. She surprised me that that Katie. A woman with extraordinary perception has to help find a young woman who has disappeared. Who's by Sam Raimi? Christ. See, it surprised me that you would retain any phone where Katie Holmes gets a sit-set. Sometimes that's not enough. Have we done Thank You For Smoking? No, we should do that. That is a brilliant film. It's a genuinely good film. Yes. I cannot get over that Sam Raimi made the gift. Christ. And it's got Keanu Reeves in it. I forgot it had Keanu. How can you forget Keanu? Um. Yeah. Have you seen Keanu? No. There is a film called Keanu. What's it about? It's about um, two guys who find who find and rescue a kitten. Oh. And the kitten gets t- gets taken back by its original owners, Aww. who are like, gangsters and drug dealers. Oh. And then they go back and rescue. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> is got, this a real film? This is a real film. You're not making this up. Look it up. <laughs> This is a real film. I swear, it's a very funny film. Keanu. 2016, Keanu. Oh, oh God, it was quite recent then. When an LA drug kingpin's kitten unexpectedly enters the life of two cousins, they will have to go through a gang to hit him in a drug dealer's who claim to get him... Yeah, yeah. Is that Dwayne Lock Johnson? No. It looks like him in that, though, that doesn't is, it? No, that is... It kind of similar because of the hair or lack of hair. Who was in this then? Jordan Method Man, Jordan Peele, Jason. You've heard of Key and Peele? No. Jordan Peele is the director of Get Out. Oh, I hated that film. Okay, he's <laughs> he's also um, in the new Twilight Zone. <sighs> so he's he's kind of the host. Yeah. Um, have you seen the? No, let's stop this. Let's stop uh, this. Look, have we got anything further to say? Honestly, I don't think we have. And I know it's been a bit of a short episode, but it's simply—it's it, simply because there's not a lot happens, and yet at the same time, I found it very compelling. Yeah, and I find it—I found it a very good watch, nonetheless. It's—it's it's, it's a story that's well told. Yeah, I agree. Um, hard to watch at times. Mm. Um, especially the like the amputation scene. Mm. It's a bit graphic. Just a little. Yeah. Yeah. Again, though, going to the trailer, which we watched before the film. Yes. It <clears> looks <throat> like Gone with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and also I think it makes it look a lot less fast-paced. Sorry, a lot more, a lot fast-paced, more fast-paced. Yeah, rather. it does. Um. It makes, it makes it look like this is going to be like a, a, a proper mean, body yeah, horror. Yeah, I, um, I really... I mean, it's a dark thriller, but not as much as the as the trailer would make it out to be, um, to be fair. No, not at all. Well, I think we'll call time. Yeah, it's we, been about an hour. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks, assuming Michael decides what film he wants to watch, because <sighs> you're not very good at deciding, frankly. Oof. Have you come up with something yet? Where are we on the Tarantino piss? Honestly, I've lost track. We've done, I know we've done Pulp Fiction. I know we've done Where's of Our Dogs. In that case, my next choice, Jackie. Brown. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm going to have to watch that piece of shit again. Yes. Do we really, unless. Do we really have to do unless, Jackie Brown? Because that's not a Tarantino original. No, it's not. Because it is based on... Don't say Killing Zoe. No. Because that's not a Tarantino movie. No, he's, I know, but his name got onto it anyway. Well, you might as well say fucking true romance. Yeah, but no, but its biggest thing was from from the uh, from the producer of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that was his biggest deal. That that was the only way that film did anything. Anyway, Same so we'll hostile. skip over Jackie Brown. So after that, it's I can't remember. 
Is it Inglorious Bastards? No, I'm sh- because I'm sure Kill Bill was before Inglorious Bastards. Sorry, Kill Bill. I forgot of those movies. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan. Well, we'd have to do them both at the same time. I don't think we want to do two episodes on Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2. No, we'll have to do a double header. Yeah. But- we'll come up with something. Look, we're going to go. Um, Thanks for listening. This has been Friday... Uh, not Friday night. It's Sunday afternoon cinema. Yay! On a Friday night. Yeah. As usual. He's been Mike. He's been Chris. You've been listening. We hope. Thank you. Good night. God, that was coordinated. You have been listening to Sunday Afternoon Cinema, which is a recorded podcast. The podcast was hosted by myself and Mike Larkin. The podcast was recorded, produced and edited by myself, Christopher Winter. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider subscribing on iTunes or following on SoundCloud. Thank you for listening.